0: Hello and welcome to New Spring at Home. We wanna say a massive welcome. If you're part of our New Spring family, we're so glad you're here. Hey, maybe this is your first time logging on. We are so excited wherever you are in the world that you're joining us today. Here are a few quick tips to help you experience Church At Home. Number one, gather the people around you, your family members, get in the same room. Number two, get out your Bible, a journal, maybe a cup of coffee. Number three, turn up the volume. It's about to get exciting. We're gonna have some worship, we're gonna hear a powerful message and you're gonna get to take part in what it means to be the Church At Home. So we're gonna throw a few seconds on the counter and get ready for New Spring At Home. Well, hello everyone and welcome to New Spring at Home. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. Uh, God bless all of you. I want to welcome everyone that's a part of New Spring Church on the norm and what unique days we're in. And we're really looking forward to having church today in your living space. So it doesn't matter if you're in a living room or in your apartment complex or you're leaning into a laptop with your earbuds in, we want to invite you to lean in, to sing out loud, to join us. We're believing that God is going to be in our midst and where two or three are gathered here, uh, we're just believing through the beautiful invention of technology that we are all gonna experience the presence of God. Uh, If you're leaning in from all over the world, because I know in these days many people are, I just wanna let you know who we are. New Spring Church is a life-giving church marked by the presence of God, and we look to activate you so that you might impact others. And so we're about to sing in worship, and so can I remind you of some scripture from Isaiah 43? Here's what the scriptures tell us. But now thus says the Lord, who created you, O Jacob, and he who forms you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. As we sing this morning, remind your soul of that reality. As we enjoy the Lord today, let's declare his praise and let's do it together. Imagine all over the world, all over the state, everyone singing out loud the praises of our God. Come on, let's worship him now.
1: look different. Our homes look different when we worship and we sing and we lift His name high. Let's do that right now. Here we go. Come on. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise You. We praise You. This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven
2: of all of our adoration. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into this place. You're so welcome here.
0: Put our hands together and praise the Lord, whatever room you're in. or maybe how incredible is that truth? Thank you guys for leading us into that space. and we're going to continue in worship. If we were all in the room together right now, this would be the place in the service where we would respond through bringing our ties and our offerings. And so while we might be socially distant, we're spiritually unified, and here's what I know: We trust God. Amen. He's still on the throne. He's still in charge. Nothing is surprising him. He's not wringing his hands with the unknown like so many of us in our world are. We can trust him and he's in control. And I just want to remind you that when we give of our tithes and offerings, that's in response to that reality. It's, hey, God, I know who puts bread on the table for me and my family. And it has nothing to do with my employer and it has nothing to do with the stock market and it has nothing to do with my boss. It has everything to do with my God who is in control. And so he rules and he reigns. And so right now I just want to invite you to continue to worship through the bringing of your tithes and offerings. You can do that at www.newspring.cc. All the content, by the way, that you might be needing in these days can be found there. Or you can also be online with us on the app. Uh, You can open up your app and you can give there. And I want to go ahead and invite many of you to open up New Springs app uh, because that's where the notes for today's message are gonna be. You're gonna hear an incredible word today as we continue the conversation around the idea and the reality of peace. And it's one of those realities that so many people are looking for right now in the midst of panic. And we are continuing our conversation that we had last week as we really leaned in that God has made a way for us to have peace in panic times. And I just want to say out loud, here's the truth. Where we are right now has not shown us that we don't, don't necessarily, the, the coronavirus and the COVID-19 reality has not listened, hasn't brought panic into our lives It's just exposed our lack of peace. And so where we are trying to lean in is the biblical truth today. As we lean into the fact that Jesus is the giver and bringer of peace and he wants for you to have peace. He wants for you to know that he is in control. So you can open up your apps, open up your notebooks, open up a copy of the scriptures and prepare your hearts for a great message as we are going to welcome one of our teaching pastors, Dan Leanne. And so Dan, why don't you come now and bring a great word?
3: Well, hello, New Spring at home. We are so glad that you took time out of your day to gather and worship with us. Uh, in this format, Uh, like Pastor Brad uh, just shared, we are believing for peace in your home like you've never experienced it before. Come on, we're believing for peace in your heart like you have never experienced it before. And here's the good news, God has ample peace to give and we need it. Uh, Well and truly after this corona season is gone and I'm believing, come on, this too shall pass, but after it's gone, we're gonna still need peace. And I'm believing that God is going to reveal something to us in this season that we're going to carry all the days of our life. I think you'd agree with me that we are living in strange times. I was watching the president's address the other day, and I heard him use this phrase that I've heard many times over the last couple of weeks. We are in uncharted waters. We are in strange times. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. I just haven't experienced a season like this before. Uh, I have never ever been to a grocery store and looked for toilet paper and not be able to find it. Uh, I've never ever watched cornhole on TV before, but the other day I went to turn on some sport and there was no sport on. So I found myself watching the American Cornhole League, which side note is a very interesting and intense sport to watch. Uh, I've never given an elbow bump before, but now the elbow bump is my standard greeting. I have never experienced a season like this before. We are in uncharted waters. And as with any uncharted waters, waves of emotion will crash against our boat. Waves of anxiety, waves of fear, waves of confusion. And it's really important in this season to talk about the emotions that we're feeling crashing against our boat. So how about you just take a couple of minutes right now, or just a few moments, wherever you are, you might be by yourself, so if you're by yourself, you might wanna write this down in a journal. Or if you know someone else is watching online right now and you're by yourself and they're by themselves, how about you text them right now um, words you are feeling right now in this season. If you're in a room right now with your family, hey, the leader in that room, guide this conversation. What emotions are we feeling right now? There aren't any right or wrong answers. It's just really important we get out what we're feeling. It's so important for our, for our soul health, for our mental health, in many ways, our physical health, that we talk about what we're feeling. So take a few moments right now. Hey, so what kind of words were shared? Anxiety? Stress? Worry, fear, frustration, anger. Like I said before, the exact words that we use aren't as important as us actually getting these words out. It's so important that we share openly with the people around us how we are feeling. And I want you to know, no matter what you shared, you're not alone. As well as that, God is is desiring to help you journey through this season of uncharted waters in a healthy way. So that's the reason I want to turn to the Bible and have a look at the story. At a time where Jesus helped his friends navigate uncharted waters. They had been on this stretch of water before, but they had never felt the fear they were feeling. They had never felt the trepidation they were feeling. And as we read through this story, I want to make some observations and shape them into faith declarations that maybe you can hold on to and you can actually declare in your life and in your family as we walk through these days. If you have a Bible there in that room, would you turn with me to the book of Mark chapter 4? Mark chapter 4 verse 35. You might want to read along with this passage out loud. But in Mark 4 35, you'll see Jesus and his friends Navigate through uncharted waters. The Bible says on that day when evening came, Jesus said to them, let us go over to the other side and leaving the crowd, they took him along in the boat just as he was and other boats were with them and a great windstorm arose and the waves were breaking into the boat so that the the boat was already filling but he was in the stern asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? And he woke and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. He said to them, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? I love this story because I see myself in this story. I'm just a friend of Jesus trying to get from point A through to point B. And as it is with life sometimes, the storm gathers and the storm hits and our boats get rocked and we find ourselves freaking out in the middle of uncharted waters. But there are some lessons here in this story that weren't only pertinent to his friends those many years ago, but they are pertinent to us today. What are some lessons we can draw from this story that we can hold on to here in this season? The first lesson is this. Jesus was still in their boat. The Bible says that they got into a boat and they all launched off into these uncharted waters and Jesus was right there with them, If you don't get anything else, I hope and pray that you get this, that Jesus right here, right now remains in your boat. He hasn't left you. He hasn't forsaken you. The God who promised to be with you to the very end of this age is keeping that promise right now. Jesus was in the boat. As the rain was falling on the disciples, the rain was falling on Jesus. As the waves were throwing the disciples around, the waves were throwing Jesus around. As the storm threatened the disciples, the storm was threatening Jesus. If that boat capsized and, and, and the disciples would have to make a swim for shore, Jesus too would have capsized and would have to make a swim slash walk for shore. Because Jesus was still in the boat. He is with you in hard times. He is with you in the stress. He is with you as you're looking at the stock market. He's with you as you're trying to make ends meet. He's with you as you're looking at your friends there in those cubicles at your workplace, wondering what does the future hold? I wanna let you know the God who holds the future is still with you. He is still in your bone. So how about you just take a few moments right now to talk about, in your space right now, how you are going to make a decision to experience Jesus in your boat every day. It might mean you turning Facebook off more and maybe seeking His face. It might mean turning off the bad news that's coming through 24 hours a day on your news stream and actually getting into the Word of God. Come on, the good news. It might be worship, it might be prayer. What can you do practically in your homes to experience Jesus in your boat every day. He is still in your boat and he is still in control. The Bible says here that Jesus was right there in those uncharted waters with his friends and he was asleep On a cushion. Now I can understand why, on the surface, some people interpret that as Jesus being disconnected from his friend's plight. But could I suggest to you that Jesus didn't sleep because he didn't care? Jesus slept because he wasn't stressed because he was in control. The care of Jesus and the love of Jesus and the concern of Jesus was proven once and for all on a blood-stained cross. The Bible says, but God demonstrates his love for us in this, that whilst we're still running in the other direction, Jesus died on a cross for us. A blood-stained cross proves that he cares. It proves that he is concerned. So we must conclude that if he slept, he didn't sleep because he didn't care. He slept because he wasn't stressed. And He wasn't stressed because He's Alpha, He is Omega, He's the beginning, He's the end. Colossians chapter 1 reminds us that He is the firstborn over all creation. That's just theological talk. He's the boss of the universe through whom everything was made, in whom everything is held together. He's literally got the whole world in His hands and He is holding your life right now. He's holding your family right now. He's holding your business right now. He's holding your finances right now. He's holding this nation and the nations of the world right now. He is still in control. And if the disciples paid close attention, they would have heard that Jesus already gave them the outcome. He said right there at the beginning of the story, let us go over to the other side. He didn't say, hey, look, this today looks like a nice day to go into the middle of the lake to drown. He didn't say that. He said, we're going to the other side. And I want someone just to hold that on, hold that in faith, that we are getting, come on, to the other side. This coronavirus will dissipate. Come on, the glory of God will go forward. We are getting to the other side. He is still in control. How about you take a few moments right now and talk about that in your households. What is, uh, what is it right now that you're freaking out about? And how can you declare Jesus's control over that? Is it your business? Is it your health? Is it money stuff? Is it study stuff? Is it some of the students here in this room right now who really don't like e-learning? What is it? What is it that is freaking you out? Well, declare Jesus's control over that. Come on, take a few moments and do that right now. Jesus is still in your boat. Jesus is still in control. And thirdly, I want you to hold on to this. Jesus is still up to something good. Our God doesn't do good in response to our goodness. He does good because that's who He is and He can't help Himself. That's the reason Paul could declare in Romans chapter 8 that He works all things for the good of those who love Him are called according to His purpose. He is up to something good. I love the way this story ends the disciples finally awake Jesus. I would have loved to see in that conversation all the disciples talking to each other, hey, we need to wake Jesus up. But they're all freaking out about waking Jesus up. And they, they kind of like all keep like they're pushing each other going, hey, wake Jesus up, you know what I'm And they're like, you know, Peter, you're always shooting your mouth off, say something. Well, I don't know, he called me the devil last week. Hey, Thomas, you should say something. Oh, I doubt he'll listen to me. Hey, Judas, you should say something. Nah, he always looks at me funny. So I don't know what went on, but somehow Jesus was awakened. He turns to the wind and He turns to the waves and says quiet, be still or peace be still here in this version. And creation is calmed. Can I just say this? Don't allow a season in uncharted waters cause you to, f- to forget that Jesus is as strong as He has ever been. This is our King and He is still as powerful as He has ever been. Can I take you to Sunday school for 30 seconds? This is our Jesus and He is strong enough with a Word to create the heavens and the earth in six days and still give us one day to watch college football. And we will get to watch college football. This is Jesus who brought forth the nation of Israel from a pensioner and his barren wife. This is Jesus who brought down the walls of Jericho with nothing but a song and a shout. This is Jesus who split the Red Sea with nothing but a stick and a gust of wind. This is Jesus, who fell the giant Goliath with nothing but a sling and a stone. This is Jesus. He closed the mouth of the lion, opened the eyes of the blind, healed the sick, raised the dead, birthed the church, probably saved your crazy life. This is Jesus. And He is as strong as He has ever been. And with a Word, this storm will be calm. But in the meantime, don't miss it. He is doing something good. At the end of this story, he turns to his disciples and says, why are you guys so afraid? Why are you freaking out? You had a chance to exercise faith. Or in other words, in this season, God is doing the ultimate good work of giving us an opportunity to have our faith grown. And at the end of the day, that is what's going to flow into eternity. Faith grows best in uncharted waters. And if we would lean into that in this season, we would recognise that this isn't happening to us, this is happening for us. And I'm hoping and praying that that would be your experience, that would be your family's experience, that would be our world's experience here in this season as we are brought to our knees and forced to look towards heaven. I pray that faith would grow in our lives that faith would begin in somebody's life because of this season. He is up to something good. I'm I'm right there with you. Walking through or sailing through this season of uncharted waters. I'm not gonna lie, feeling a little nervous as well. Found it hard to sleep last night. Had one of those evenings while I was rolling around I can't get to sleep, my wife is out like a log. So I do, I did what great husbands do. I woke her up, pretended that it wasn't me. Like I kind of bumped her, she woke up and said, hey baby, you awake? We should pray. And last night, the Leannes were lying in their bed, holding hands, just declaring that, hey Jesus, in this season, we know You are still with us in our boat. In this season, As crazy as things get, we know you are still in control. In this season, we know that you are up to something good and we will give glory to you for it in the days ahead. And that's our heart's hope and our heart's prayer. Then the days ahead that you as an individual or you as a family or you as a group of friends will be able to declare that together. In the darkest night, in the most threatening storm, in the most painful moments, hey Jesus, you're still in our boat, you're still in control, and you're still up to something good. So if we wrap up our time together, I would love the opportunity to lead us all in a really simple prayer. This is beyond just like a little weak or wimpy little, no, no, this is a faith declaration prayer that I'm going to challenge you to declare every single day in the days ahead. a a prayer that I believe is going to build faith in your heart, courage in your soul, and confidence in your day. So let's just pray this together. Dear Jesus, we declare that You are still in our boat. Jesus, we declare that You are still in control. And Jesus, we declare that You are still up to something good. We trust You, O God of this universe, powerful enough to proclaim peace be still. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, I'm
0: believing that God brought peace. To your world through that great word. I love the truth of what we read right there in Mark chapter 4, and I want to just invite you to uh, continue the journey with us. Uh, we are talking about the reality of how God brings the presence of peace into every one of our lives and our circumstances. And last week, we we began this journey, and we heard some incredible stories of folks that prayed right here just like we just did and God met them right where they were. We heard the story of one mom who who prayed over her sick child and called us in tears because her child's fever broke literally while the baby was in her arms. We heard the prayers and the response and the testimonies of of some parents that were watching the service last week together with their children. And their children said, mom, dad, I want to talk to you about a relationship with Jesus. Mom and dad were able to lead their children to the Lord. And we got to hear testimony of that this week. And that's what we're hoping for in your room. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, we want to continue the journey. So again, I want to invite you, if you've never invited Jesus Christ into your boat, now's the time. It's really simple. He says he'll join you right where you are. You heard Dan preach a great word about how we're never going to see and experience the calm and the storms of our lives, the uncharted waters of our lives, without a savior, without the king. And so if you'd like to do that right now, I just want you right there where you are to just, cry out to him. Say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. I invite you to be the center of my life. I I ask you to forgive me of my sins and be the Lord and savior of my life. If you need resources, On anything around that topic about Jesus being the center and savior of your life, we've got a whole section of this at our website. Mom and dad, I want you to know we've got some resources for you. If you've got a child or a student who's asking you about what a relationship with Jesus looks like, you can go to newspring.cc and we've got an entire button for you to click on and it'll give you all the content you need. But we're excited about this journey. Like Dan said, and like we've been believing that this is a season that's not happening to his church? No. It's a season that's happening for us. And how exciting is it to be able to bring new spring at home? And for the foreseeable future, we're going to do everything we can to resource you and your family, in your lives, in your world. And so on the website, we've got all kinds of resources for the kids, for mom and dad, for students, and oh, by the way, for leaders. And maybe you caught reference of that. Dan mentioned it a couple of times, but we're going to, over the next several weeks, be inviting in conversations into the living room. And so we've got leader training. If you want to go to the website, you can get trained up resources, playlists that you can listen to, to bring peace into your homes during the week, all of that and more at newspring.cc. In the meantime, we can't wait till you join us again. We've got some content flowing on all of our social media platforms every single day. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, playlist, daily devotionals, daily encouragement. And as long as we are socially distant, we're going to fight to be spiritually unified. Church, we love you. We can't wait to see you next week. God bless and absolutely remember Jesus speaks peace into all of our spaces of panic. We'll see you later. God bless.